coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit cause I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe to toe in the middle of a cell. Alright. Welcome to the Flintlock Faction. This is the self-appointed scummiest show on the fucking internet. I, of course, am your host, Jay Flintlock, because I did it for a semester in college to impress a girl, and I failed miserably. That's why I'm your host. Uh, today, I am being joined with George Clooney's Erection, a.k.a. George Support, and joined also with Gorilla Liberty, Liberty for short. What's happening, boys? Hey. So, fucking chilling. Same. So as always, uh, with every show with a new guest on, we do a little thing we like to call alcohol or not Alcoholics Anonymous. That's what I'm going to. We're going with Anarchist Anonymous this time. AA, uh, what another meaning? So uh, who wants to go first? Liberty, you can go first. All right, I'll volunteer. Damn, voluntold more like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you just got voluntold. <laughs> no one told me what to do. Okay. Anyways, so I probably started out as an anarchist just naturally at like 13. I think a lot of people did, but then I was very red-pilled after that. I don't know. I was red-pilled a lot more after that. Uh, I even went to uh, into law enforcement and graduated from a law enforcement school and went on to join the military where I ended up leaving the military. And uh, I've also been with like a right-wing militia since like 15, but that and definitely a lot more libertarian, a lot more anarchist views now. All right, man. Damn, that is a young fucking age. What uh, right-wing militia were you with? Uh, Nemo Home Guard. Okay. Damn, that's, they, that's fucking they are, um, local. Local as fuck. Basically, our local militia here. But uh, I left their group out of um, lack of like-mindedness. You'll have to forgive my astonishment. Uh, I grew up in California until I was like, Twelve, and then I moved to like a like as as suburb as you can get. Uh, like no no chance of a militia forming. So like I'm shocked that you there was a, a local hometown militia instead of like a just a large group of a region. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they're pretty great too. I was able to get a lot of training and experience from them before I even joined the military. That helped me out a lot with the military. Damn. Um, I mean, okay. I, I, I and I, and I always discourage people for joining the military. Um, actually, Alex, you witnessed me trying to discourage one of our local uh, Snapchat guys from joining. But uh, yeah, I was actually trying to would you, that. <laughs> would you personally recommend someone joining the military for Boog, quote unquote Boog? We're not calling it Boog, and I'm still trying to break a bad habit training. Uh, I feel like I feel like joining the military can definitely help you personally if you're kind of lost in the world. Um, it can kind of help you there, um, but I wouldn't really do it for anything more than that. It really it really kind of shaped how my future's going right now, uh, and um, that's that's really about it. How how much it helped me. What about you, Girl Liberty? Um, honestly. I joined for the training, and that's what I got. And especially for Boog Boys, I would suggest if you want to go ahead and do four years. A lot of states um, are voluntary. Their National Guard is voluntary, and you can leave anytime you want. So if your state is like that, I recommend do something around 11 Bravo, go and get the infantry training. You get back from doing your training and then leave. Oh, you boys are breaking my heart. I mean, me personally, I recommend not doing it. I had a, I had a good buddy die in, in the army. 
I have a good buddy who's waiting to die in the army because of a fucking mortar training. It rearranged his guts a little bit. I mean, that's their opinion. That's mine. Make an informed decision based on whatever opinions you have and beliefs you have. But whatever you do, don't go officer. Hear it from me, an officer. You are not allowed to leave whenever you want, and you have to actually ask, like, the governor and your commander and your battalion commander and a bunch of other people if you're allowed to leave. We don't have expiration oh. dates. You have to ask. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right, George. Yeah, I knew about that for what's your what's your uh what's your anonymous story let's hear it uh up until about pretty much when i was ready to join the army i literally didn't give a shit about the government or anything that was going on politics wise i i would just masturbate in my mom's basement and play xbox hell yeah brother so that that's that's where my politics stood before i like joined the army and got into all the bullshit uh, and then I was I was right wing. I voted for Trump uh, because of all the shit that he said. Obviously, I think a lot of people uh, can can say the same. And then seeing like all the shit that he's done, obviously being a politician and lying, which is normal. Uh, how he's kind of really just turned his back on all the two A uh, rights and whatnot. He promised he would go for seeing that. Uh, that really made me lose a lot of respect for him. And then more recently, seeing all the bullshit that's been going on. Like with uh, trying to, what, what was that? What's that one thing when he was trying to get the uh, active to be like national guardsmen and deploy them within the United States? Him trying to do that instead of let the states work it out. The really like just yeah, interaction ass. Thank, thank you. Um, but it was about mid 2019, and I was like, I went to a fucking college party and I was drinking and I was chatting it up with with another dude who was definitely uh anarcho uh anarcho what is it it's the uh, fucking libertarian no it's like uh libertarian anarchist oh it's not ancaps oh uh, yeah ancaps ancaps sorry uh he was an ancap and he really we, we were talking about like guns and gear and and shit like that and he got me into uh more of the libertarian views and so I kind of more towards like just regular libertarian. He's still, tr he's still trying to get me to go ANCAP. I'm not fully ANCAP yet. Uh, I still feel like a little bit of government, very, very strict, like how we treat them, not how they treat us. Like if, if we can be really strict on a very small government, I feel like that can work. So, uh, obviously really stepping stones and whatnot, but that, that's kind of where I am now. Where can we gauge you? Can we gauge you as a constitutionalist, a minarchist, like just so we know what we're working oh, with here? I'm a I'm a Bujahideen. <laughs> uh, really, I'd, I I'm basically uh, volunteerism and leave me the fuck aloneism. Like okay. I don't I give a dig. shit what you do. Just don't hurt people. I can dig. Like like pay and taxes what you what you feel like you want to pay like uh fuck like the the um like that one guy fuck I can't remember what uh what his name was but he was on biting the bullet and he said basically like instead of commercials we would have like a department come on and say hey guys we really need this because of this this and this if you'd like to donate money please donate it here and we can buy this equipment sort of thing yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool with like paying taxes to help out like, um, Perhaps like firefighters so. and like and like public schools. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like that that's just for the greater good. Ooh, communist. Uh, but like paying taxes to pay fucking our government salaries yeah. or income tax. That I, I just find that bullshit. But I also feel like you shouldn't be forced to do it. Like if you want to, you can, but you shouldn't be forced to pay taxes. Outsource government. Yeah. Okay. Same here. I agree with Alex. Um, I'm also really volunteerist, uh, jewelist. Well, you you boys are dealing with it with with not with not only uh, an ANCAP but uh, a frag bag. I'm sorry, boys. Sorry to betray you. I I'm fine with anything that is less government. I just agree we need to roll back the state. The goal for me is anarchism. 
and capitalism. But uh, you know what, man? If we if we just roll back the state even a little bit, I'll be happy and I'll keep pushing. But I mean, I'll be a little satisfied. Oh yeah, like yeah. like I'm I'm like how do I put this? I'll I'm right there with you when it comes to like trying to roll everything back, and I'll even help you try to get to your goal for anarchism. Um, like if it works out for me, then I'm cool with anarchism. But I feel like just having that really small amount of government just to kind of like make certain things happen that it's kind of harder for like localized groups to do like nationwide kind of things. I feel like it would make it easier for the general public. Yeah. And like, like stepping, you know, probably GoFundMe could do that job. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get down to brass tacks. There was a, there was a protest. There's a lot of protests, even though the media deems it unnecessary to uh, cover still. They're still happening. People are still living their lives, regardless of what the media agrees with or disagrees with or gets bored of. And uh, you boys deemed it necessary to go protect those people. One, hold them accountable. Two, hold the police accountable. Three, hold any counter-protesters accountable, as uh, as good yeah. liberty-minded folk patriots do. Tell me what happened. Well, you want to go? Yeah, oh. Liberty, you should go because you were there before I got there. Okay. Um, I can start with the uh, initial call to action that we received from one of our guys in Fredericktown. Um, he told us that there was going to be a protest there, and uh, I was born around that area, so I know a lot of the people there. And it is honestly a very racist, right-wing area. And... So I believed him when he said that there was going to be counter-protesters there and there was possibly going to be armed militia guys there and maybe even armed white supremacists there to intimidate the protesters. And so we started organizing our guys and we got everything ready and we set up a plan to go down there and protect the protesters' life, limb, and liberty, essentially. I would like to I would like to talk about a little bit about like pre-planning. Um, so for all for anyone that is gonna do this and wants to kind of do what we did or do or like go help out or protest on your own, okay. uh, you definitely need to do a lot of pre-planning locations, times, and even with locations, not just be like, okay, we're gonna meet here at this time. No, like what I did, I went on Google Maps and I actually like went into like the first person went around the, the square and the, the nearest like corners and whatnot. And I was like mapping out the area on my own and trying to see, you know, what's a good meeting point? What's a good escape route? Where, where can we all park our cars? Where can we all kind of like fall back to in case like uh, tear gas pops off or something like that. So it, planning is not just saying who's going to come this time. It's, it's a lot more in depth and, and really getting into the nitty gritty details and really like doing your research on everything. So you straight up planned a whole ass op order around this? Yes. Uh, pretty much. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot written down. It was more just kind of like ideas being thrown around. And then we all kind of agreed on specific ones. And we all had that like structure in our heads when it was not actually getting there. I have it all written down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our soldiers. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, um, it makes it it makes it a lot fucking easier. Another thing is when you are getting when you're in your group chat and you're talking to your guys and you're asking them what times they're going to be able to make it for them, uh, go ahead and get on your computer or phone or whatever and go to notes and write everyone's name down. And next to their name, write down what time they're going to be there. And if they're not sure of what time they're going to be there, give them a time to like, we need to know what time you're going to be there or if you can make it or not by this time. And that way, you know who you're expecting and you know what time they're going to be there. And uh, that actually worked out pretty well. I think we had like the people who weren't for sure if they were going to be there or not. We didn't count on them being there and those people ended up not being there but everyone who said that what time they were going to be there 
if they were going to be late or not. They usually, it seemed they showed up at that general time. We even had a guy that, so the time was show up before 5.30 and we had a rally point where we we're going to meet. We had an entire auto body shop that one of our guys owned that we were able to use as a safe house to meet and plan before going. And Alex or George was late because of work, but, um, you know, that was only, I don't know. I have it written down, but it was, he like was only, yeah, but, uh, we had one guy who said he was gonna be able to show up around seven thirty, and I was writing when people showed up and he actually exactly at seven thirty, So that surprised me. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of, I, I was there at the time that I told him I was going to be at, but I was kind of trying to figure out where I should park. Um, I was kind of scoping everything out before I did actually like settle down and get out. Uh, so it was probably about 15 minutes of driving around the actual AO before I managed to find a good spot where there was little police activity and tons of cover so I could park. That was pretty much like not even a block away from the actual protest. And that worked out great too. We were able to, uh, our radios worked really good. We all had good comms and um, Alex, as soon as he got into the area, I um, heard him on my radio and we got on the radio and then we went and picked him up on foot. We, um, having the radios was really good because I didn't actually have any cell service. So uh, do you want to start when the first team arrived? I yeah, I'd say that. Talk about when. Uh, I don't know what you call him. We were calling him Red. And then it was me and. He had the, did he have the uh, orange gun? What? Did he have the orange gun? Oh, no, that was a different guy. Red, red was a red beard. Oh, are you talking about uh, Z2? Yeah. Uh, Z, fucking okay. We Are Not Your Enemy? Yes. Yeah, so we had, uh, it was one, two, three, four, four goons and a camera guy, and we were the first team there. And the first thing that we noticed when we were coming in here is, uh, so our data was we were expecting around 50 to 100, or 50 to 200 counter-protesters, and we assumed there's probably only going to be around 50 counter protesters and probably around 50 protesters and we had a picture before that we arrived of some militia guys that were there and it looked like there was only six militia guys there wearing digital camo but when we arrived however there was probably around 200 counter protesters um probably like 25 30 police between counter protesters and the protesters and then there was probably around 75 three all like on different blocks and three brews on rooftops and they it seemed that the three brews had the place pretty secured and the police were it seemed that they were working to keep counter protesters and protesters from fighting each other and as we were getting there there was a fight happening but uh we missed actually seeing it go down it, it was happening as we were parking and getting our gear on and then as we were moving to the site but anyways we eventually made it over to the protesters and the first thing was the police that were keeping the protesters and counter protesters apart were very surprised because they saw us and they were like hey you guys want to go over there because they saw us walking towards the black lives matter protesters and we were like, no, we're with them. And we pointed at the Black Lives Matter protesters. Well, anyways, this police officer's jaw dropped. He was very surprised, and he was like, all right, then. And he let us go over to the Black Lives Matter protesters. Good thing we weren't actually, like, a white supremacist group. But um, anyways, we walked over to the protesters, and at first they were kind of concerned, but we started talking to them and mingling with them. And um, it didn't take long to let all the protesters know that we were with them and on their side. And... We pretty much did that. We mingled with the protesters. We talked about the fight that happened and then all the way up until Alex arrived. And do you want to talk about when you got there, Alex? Yeah. So uh, what, what ended up happening was I knew that the protest was going to be happening at the main square. 
and the the easiest way to get there is from the the road that goes right through it uh so what i ended up doing was turning off on a side street and then i was like south about two blocks and i went around i went all, all the way down past the protest area a couple streets down and then i came north up to the the pizza hut and that pizza hut parking lot was fucking packed and then i also saw a squad car there and at the time i didn't really know the situation with what the cops were like whether they were like complete assholes like how they were in jeff city during the uh, reopen protest that i was at or that we were at or if they were just fucking i don't care so i saw the squad car sitting there and it was kind of they were kind of like keeping eyes on the whole parking lot. So I kind of ditched out of there and I went back all the way around and I went to this one parking lot behind this barbershop, which was basically on the opposite like caddy corner from the pizza hut. And the buildings were covering basically the North and the East side. And then there was a giant like dealership parking lot just to the South of the little lot that I was in. And then there was another building just to the west. So there was, there was a pretty good amount of cover. Uh, so I just parked in there. There was no, like, weird parking rules or anything like that. And uh, right when I got there, I sat there for a couple minutes trying to get my phone working. And I saw that it wasn't. So I got out and I got my radio out of my trunk because I had all my gear in there. Call up on the radio. Or I actually, I turned it on and all I heard was... Hey, are you here? Obviously they said my name, but um, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm over here at the, this parking lot that I was talking about earlier. Cause I had pointed it out uh, yet the day prior and Liberty said, okay, I'm going to take a guy and we're going to come get you too easy. So I uh, closed up everything, sat in my car and then I waited for Liberty and uh, uh, what did you call him? We're just going to call him. Jay? Yeah. Okay. So Liberty and Jay come down this little alleyway that was basically going to the main road that led to the protest. And on on their way they said, Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be me and another guy and there's gonna be like ten militia guys behind us. And at first I thought I I, I, I couldn't put two and two together. I was like, We got militia guys here with us? <laughs> and uh and then I saw them kind of like surrounding us while I was putting my gear on after they, after they got to me. And I was like, Oh wait, no, these are, these guys are just watching us. Wow. At the same time, at the same time, uh, as I was putting my gear on, there was, I, I had noticed when I parked, there was two cop cars, two squad cars in that dealership parking lot, but there was a fence in between my parking lot and the dealership parking lot. So they couldn't actually see me where I was parked. Uh, but one of those, one of the cops had came up to us and was talking to us for a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I'm putting my gear on and I pull out my beautiful AT4 and the cops like, uh, is that real? <laughs> and I was like, no, sadly it is inert, but you know, it's a good, it's a good show piece. And he's like, all right, I'm going to call up all my, all my other officers and let them know that you're going to be walking around a rocket launcher and not to uh, kill you. No, he didn't say kill I, me. But, I have to address, um, I have to just, address the elephant okay. in the room. All you have to say is that it's inert and they'll be fine. Just a heads Yeah, up, even, even if it's, anyone, even if it actually is real. Anyone listening, just say that it's not real, it's inert, it's a showpiece, and you're good. And, and Training I'm, not, aid. I'm not advocating anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, uh, hey. Hey, you go blow up your governor's. It's not real. Just say it's a training aid. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> That's all right. But so, you know, I'm putting all that together. Or all together. Getting it on. And then I finally am good to go. Lock my car. And us three move out as the three pers were just kind of like sitting there waiting for us to, to move. We all, we all got onto the main road and then they ended up falling behind us coming back onto the main road and going to wherever they were like around the, around the outside of the square. Um, and then mostly from there, I just met up with all the other, the other goons that were there and um, just kind of stood around, 
looked cool with my rocket launcher. I had a lot of people ask me about it and just told them what it was, what was going on with it. And a lot of people asked me where I got it and I didn't give them a straight answer because I don't have a straight answer for that. <laughs> don't worry about that shit. Worry about other shit. That's your answer. Worry about other shit. So the fight that was happening as we were getting there was, so there's this guy who goes to protest all over Northeastern Missouri area. And his thing that he does is he waves an American flag upside down to kind of show the U.S. is in distress. Yeah. Anyways, as soon as he whipped that flag out to wave it upside down, the counter protesters overwhelmed the police and tackled him and punched him in the head and took the flag. And also a girl who got away from the uh, protest area and got too close to the counter protesters, she was grabbed up as we were getting there that we didn't find out until the next day that that happened. But uh, a lot of the protesters were very worried about walking to their vehicles. Uh, people were showing like jesters to like hang the protesters and like kneeling on heads and like people were threatening to kill the protesters. And even we like being armed and decked out with body armor and stuff, the counter protesters were har harassing the hell out of us oh, yeah. too. And um, so one thing we did is we spread the word if, and it is long for all the protesters, protesters to know but we let them know if they needed us to escort them to their vehicles that we would do that. And I'm pretty sure 90% of those protesters ended up needing an escort by us. So the entire time we were there, we were constantly walking all over the area with teams of two escorting groups of protesters to their vehicles. And the entire time, counter protesters were harassing us. The entire time we were escorting these protesters. Damn, damn. Okay, cool. So, um, Anything else to add before we really like dissect this event? Uh, there was one dude that was like, he like screamed and I, I didn't know who he was screaming at and I didn't know who, who was screaming. So I just kind of like looked over and this dude was like waving and it looked like he was waving at me. He's like, take your finger off the trigger. This was like around the middle of the time that I was there. And at no point while I was, while I had my weapon on me, did I actually have my finger on the trigger. If anything, I had it up uh, like near the magazine uh, release area, like you yeah. would if you're at like a, a low or a high ready and you have your hand on your weapon. Um, but that was that was the the indexing. most I got near my my uh, trigger. Yeah, I was I was indexing my rifle or my my fingers on my rifle, and the dude's like, "Take your finger off your trigger," and I just kind of like gave him this look, like, "The fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> well, so like one wall. So like right. one law is um, don't carry with your hand on the pistol grip because it's like intent to use or whatever. So we were kind of just leaving our rifle slinged or not putting our hands near the pistol grip, just on the stock. And uh, had a couple counter protesters like make fun of us for carrying that way that I thought was kind of funny because they were making it seem as if we were ignorant and not knowing how to carry rifles, but they were pretty ignorant because they didn't know why we were even carrying that way. I mean, I had my hand on my pistol grip like maybe 30%, 40% of the time, and then about 80% of the, uh, that doesn't add up. I, about 60% of the time, most of the time, I had my hand on the top of my the brace that I had. Uh, it was just comfortable I, to hold it that way. I did put it, my hands on the pistol grip a couple times, especially when there was a guy aiming his rifle yeah. at us on mm -hmm. the roof. But George, let's be honest. I've seen you in the group chat. You're a wee bit ballsy, man. Oh yeah, I, I have no fucking. I have no regrets ever. I'm aware. So let's okay. So um, first let's um, let's talk about the demeanor of the counter protesters and three percenters. So they they were aiming weapons at you, cats. Uh, uh it was one dude. It was, uh, but we can get into that in a minute. I did want to caveat off of your you talking about the uh, the demeanor of the counter protesters. God, you guys uh, really the are whole time I was there. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Let me piggyback off that. I'm just gonna caveat. Let me just speak after the caveat over here. Sorry, go on. But I noticed of their demeanor, they were extremely agitated. Uh, aggressive and very 
I, I don't want to say redneck because at least rednecks have some sort of like engineering or ingenuity to them. <laughs> These guys were just straight up red pilled conservative assholes. Oh, and they were pissed. They were, they yeah, were they so were really fucking, fucking mad. Why? These weren't people that you could talk to. Yeah, like you said anything, they they would probably just like laugh at you or yell at you just because they, they're – I guess the way that they've been brought up, they think that they're so high and mighty. I don't know. Okay. Um, we have a lot of pictures. There was definitely you know, a lot of racism for sure there. Like I said, there was people like showing like hanging the protesters and like showing like kneeling on people's heads and yelling racist slurs yeah. and other the things. Hang- like the hanging thing, it was more like just – he, there was like I think there was two guys. I know it was one for yeah, sure. He it. kind of like leaned back just a little bit, stuck his like chin up, and then had his hand like in a fist with his like the thumb side down, he as if he was right. like grabbing something, as as if he was like grabbing a sword out of his out of a backpack and lifting it up. He was oh. like he was doing that and fake like choking. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Love. Yeah, and, um, and we actually there's there's a there's a whole video. There's uh, probably there's actual video. Probably a hundred Confederate flags. Um, yes. God, probably like lots of Blue Lives Matter flags, lots of Trump flags. Um, mm-hmm. They had a lift that they were using to get onto the roof, and there was like guys on the roof with Blue Lives Matter flags. Like uh, there, we were expecting fifty counter protesters, and there was time, way more than that for sure. That. But yeah, that lift—that's like one of those, uh, like scissors lifts you'd see, uh, fucking back back in high school when people would work on your on your gymnasium. Those scissor yeah. lifts that they would use to like get up into the rafters and shit. Right. It was one of those. Okay. Assume that someone actually owned it and they were using it right there, uh, on like not on the street, but at one of the buildings on the main street. And just lifted themselves up to the rooftop just to watch and had flags and whatnot. And was, I was just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, threepers were using it too to get onto the roof. Yeah. All right. So, fuck. I'm so, like, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in disbelief. I'm just in amazement at the fucking gall, like the just the sheer utter racism public display. Like, dear God, man. Like. Look, uh, I, I get being fucking indoctrinated. I mean, both of you guys get indoctrination. You're both, you know, you, you both drank the Kool-Aid a wee bit and then got out. Like, I understand making light of of of, of, of choking out a, a known violent person. Um, when you don't know any better, like, oh, what does this mean for everyone who's not a fucking violent person? Like, the police can just choke me out and, and kill me without repercussion. But like openly making light of fucking lynching people. Holy shit. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And there were um, confirmed white supremacists and neo-Nazis there. Uh, they were, they were open about their tattoos and other symbolism. I mean, you think um, that you look around and you see some fucking skinheads, like fucking what? What are the gangs in 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 Missouri? Family Values, the SSGs, the Joplin Honkies, and they're all with you and they're fucking showing their swastikas. You'd think maybe maybe I'm not on the right side here. You know, I'm not yeah, saying like yeah, immediately switch sides on the pitches, but like, fuck man, maybe I shouldn't be here. You know? Yeah, really, really think about it and, and what these people are about what they what they so uh, we had a protest and i'm not going to say where i live but we have a in my town's very small probably the same size as Fredericktown, the town that we were at and we had black lives matter protest here and it was probably even a little bigger black lives matter crowd and there was zero opposition. Nobody opposed the protest. Nobody bothered the protesters. They, like, everyone let them do their thing. And it was super peaceful. And it was just, uh, I feel that, like, in Fredericktown, when they did that, it was just the counter-protest was very unnecessary. No. Um, the, uh, the 
to the so the militia leader um do you guys want to talk about him yeah sure definitely okay so i told you guys i joined a militia when i was like 15 14 16 yeah not sure but uh i've been kind of in touch with them ever since uh we still train with them monthly we actually just stopped training with them monthly but uh it's three boys and militia here kind of work together pretty good but um i also run a networking page on facebook and i work with militias all over the state of missouri so i probably have every militia leader on that page and i'm in contact with them and i'm friends with them on facebook so this militia leader um as soon as i got on social media I went to my friends list and I scrolled down and I saw him and I was like, oh, I'm already friends with him. And so I just messaged him and... Give him a shout <laughs> by the way. Just, just, just like call him out. Charlie dot Mike dot Phillips. Okay. Shaved head, beard, digital camo. I haven't seen him wear any other camo besides digitals. Uh, and usually fun. carries a sword on his back. Wow! Yeah, we're not we're not, we're not talking like skinhead. We're talking about like really close, like buzz cut, like uh, really close. I gotta admit, he's he's very physically fit. He's for his age. He's old, but he's super buff, and he's not afraid to show it off on social media. Ladies, so, if you're listening, so, <laughs> good, good on him for that. But uh, that's one thing we couldn't get at him for that. All, besides the rest of his men, though, that are all seem to be pretty old and overweight, I think he's probably the only one that seems like he might actually have a fighting chance. Yeah, like there were, there were, there were like not stocky, but like not fat dudes there. But I'm pretty sure they were just like that's their metabolism. Like they're they're kind of just on the thinner side naturally. They're not really like into working out or anything. Uh, th- those guys are the there but they probably wouldn't stand too much of a fight they'd probably bleed out pretty, pretty much like retired shot. police and army that's what i'm hearing or not army yeah. but like retired police and military members yeah sounds like it um so there were four different militia groups there and they were all coordinating with each other is what we're getting at um one specific group was like probably around six of them and they were wearing like OCP camos and like shout out to them because uh, we, we were a little wary of them because the other Minutemen that were there, but these guys helped escort protesters and kind of towards the end. And that was great. Uh, The protesters kind of, it took the protesters a while to kind of get to trusting them, but shout out to that militia group that helped us. Do they have a name? Uh, No. They had three percenter patches like all the other militias there that were there, and they actually talked to us. Besides the other militia guys, we tried to talk to them, and they ignored us. Uh, they just took videos and pictures of us, but they would not talk to us. So at all. that that one, I I guess it was the leader of that that like group of dudes that helped escort. Was that the guy with the longer like grain hair, like the really long like ponytail? Oh no, that that guy was under command of CM Phillips. Oh, okay, never mind then. Because I, I, I recognize that he was wearing, I think he was wearing OCP combat. Yeah, shirt. so the, the so one I got like two of those. So the militia that did help us, we got videos later. We did a lot of intel breaching, and it's still like a FUD who was on his radio making fun of the protesters. And he was talking about how they all want like a participation, participation trophy and, and, you know, the typical like FUD talk. So, I mean, he's still doesn't agree with the protesters being there and what they're standing for but he understood that it was mostly just a bunch of teenage girls and was willing to help escort them to their vehicles compared to the other militia that we talked to their leader the very next day and he talked as if there were domestic terrorists there to burn the town down when um it was definitely mostly just a bunch of teenage girls jesus fuck and probably their simp boyfriends I don't. I don't want to make fun of that, but I mean, come on, let's be a little bit realistic or honest here. It was probably a couple of those. Damn, George. Hey, <laughs> I calls him as I sees him. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. 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 Okay, so yeah, are you are you y'all seriously getting in your fucking Missouri Oaks right now? You're just gonna make <laughs> most Missouri fucking episode this is. Okay. It's so funny because I'm not even originally from New Jersey. Jesus. That's the last thing will hear. It's funny, Flintlock, because I'm actually on them. I'm actually like you. I'm actually from uh New Jersey. That's why you're a fucking heathen. <laughs> I mean that's why I'm a fucking heathen, let's be honest. Fucking fucking liberty is the only pure pure fucking hard here and we need to protect him. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So let's let's talk about the uh the elephant in the room, the, the Republican elephant. They declared war on us. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so when talking to him, uh basically I was like, Hey, uh you know, our guys were kind of at the protest. We tried talking to you. It didn't seem like you guys wanted to communicate at all. You guys were also pointing weapons at us and just kind of talking to him. And then I was also like, you guys did a good job protecting those buildings because that is really all that they did was protect some buildings that weren't in any danger at all. But uh, anyways, he Im- immediately was like super pissed and he was like, what the fuck were you guys doing protecting Black Lives Matter? protesters like those guys are terrorists they came here to ransack the town they've been ransacking towns all over the country and i was like it was literally mostly teenage girls like did you really see them as a threat and i was i talked about how they were attacked and people were trying to kill them and uh, and jump them when they walked to their vehicles and he totally ignored what i said and continued to talk as if they were domestic terrorists and then uh basically said like we're on the wrong side of the battlefield and then he started talking and saying the conversation continued anyways and he said uh i can pull up the quotes i can pull up the text right now do, do, do. if you guys want to talk about something else I'll pull it up. yeah uh, what i what i think i can remember is you guys are tr- you guys are falling on the wrong side of the battlefield tread carefully something like that uh, but we'll have confirmation on that in a oh, yeah so i asked him for some so he said that they had intel that there were armed antifa there and armed antifa okay yes so i say and he said so i asked him for information on that i was it's like because we didn't you know see anything like that at all besides i think he was actually talking about us but um i i am a little i know you boys you're you're far from fucking antifa yeah. Oh, yeah. But he said, as ill-informed as your decision is, we find ourselves on opposite sides of the battlefield. And then... He definitely said tread carefully after that. Yeah, and then he said you need to tread carefully. And then... And then I was like, we're not on opposite ends if there's a fight. Uh, basically, you know, we're not going to go to war against each other. Your guys would probably die of old age before the fighting even starts. And he went on to say that the war is already. And I basically, like, just have fun with that. But anyways, our leader messaged him, and he said, I'm failing to understand how we are your enemy. Now, one quick question for you. Were you in the military, or do you just like playing dress-up? And then he said, actually, yes, I did. Engage me and see how well I am trained. And then he said, are you fucking retarded? Former Marine here, we're not a bunch of teenage girls. Fuck around and find out. I mean, look, man, I'm not an advocate for violence. We at the Flintlock faction adhere to violence. We, uh, we don't appreciate it. We don't want it. We love porn, pizza, Netflix, and movies. And that goes away with violence. But you're, you're making me... Uh, you're making me want to fuck around and find out, dude. So, uh, can we can we talk about that real quick? Talk about what you want, dog. This is your boys' episodes. Okay, so one thing I was thinking is, um, especially like, uh, so our leader has advocated to enlist me as our liaison for Missouri's Boogaloo 
group. So I've been talking to a lot of the protesters, especially that have added us on social media and have been talking to us the next day and so many questions. But um, one thing they're concerned about is that we are pushing for like a revolutionary war and civil war. And one thing I've been saying is we've actually been pushing for peaceful revolution. And that's why it's kind of like we stand behind what they're fighting for. They're fighting for you know, end qualified immunity, defund the police, demilitarize the police, all that jazz. And if they're being attacked and they're intimidated and scared to go to the protests, which a lot of them were, that we were informed the next day, a lot of the protesters didn't show up because they were scared. And they're also scared of the police tear gassing them and attacking them, that we've come to the conclusion that us being there armed and helping protect them is sort of, you know, in a way, I believe that's pushing for peaceful revolution. And because was there, they're was able there to protest peacefully, amongst the what was that amongst the police, was there any fuckery, like any any pepper spray, any? Oh no, none of that. The uh, the police were pretty chill. They had trouble keeping the counter protesters back, but they didn't really have any trouble keeping the protesters. So one thing was the police didn't want people in the street. There was a sidewalk on one side, a sidewalk on the other side, counter-protesters on one sidewalk, counter-protesters on the other sidewalk, no one in the street, and the police were trying to hold that line. Um, there were a couple times where counter-protesters and protesters both were on the streets, but uh, the, pro the police were able to keep the protesters on the streets. They couldn't hold the counter-protesters. So I had actually so the counter I had actually spoken to one of the cops uh, when it came to just just a general conversation, he said um, they were there to protect the protesters. And the only reason why they were kind of looking both ways is because our guys showed up. And that was the only kind of possible threat that they could see. Uh, well, you say that. So I was like, fair point. Fair point. You say that now, but when I went oh, to yeah. a protest, so I didn't go, I didn't go armed because there was, uh, I, I, we couldn't organize uh, as, as well as you guys. Um, and so you'd have onesies and twosies show up with ARs and they'd get arrested by, uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the, of the organization and because, you know, as, as I only have like four days left with the, with the government organization that I'm with. Uh, thank God it's only four days, but I'm still with a government organization. There's still a chance for me to get fired and there's still a chance for me, you know, to not get a good recommendation for next job. Sure. Next family Whatever. Anyways, the organization that was, uh, they, they were arresting people who were showing up armed protesters. So I didn't show up armed, but they were targeting medics. They were spraying people who were trying to just help. They were gassing these people who were just peace, peaceful protesters. And that's when it turned violent is when they were getting gassed. And so we didn't have an armed presence when I went. Uh, I would have been the armed presence if I had backup, but I can't just go by myself. And so, you know, because, you know, the obvious, they were arresting people illegally. So, I mean, they were just targeting people who were, just trying to help or not a threat at all. And this is this is proof. Armed protesters do not get gassed. Armed protesters do not get sprayed. Armed protesters don't get fucked with. Yes. Very true. Mm -hmm. And we try, we are trying to put across the past goddamn Oh fuck, how long? Fucking couple months now? Armed protesters don't get fucked with. You want to talk about new normal. You want to talk about buzzwords that the government's trying to push on us. This is the fucking new normal. Armed protest. Yes, that, we definitely armed protest. Yeah, that would, that would help out a lot around the country, regardless of where you're at. Anyways, boys, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, riot police did show up, and Fuck. I mean, the police were there to keep people from fighting each other, but as soon as the riot police showed up, the intensity level definitely went up to 100 people. <laughs> Everyone started screaming, but uh, nothing bad happened. Everyone stayed in their zone. It was just very, it was just a chaotic vibe to see, like, 
that many like just it's a very small town and just all these uh i guess it was the state troopers they were just wearing um this is a kevlar helmets with face shields but they didn't have shields or weapons they had plate carriers with plates and like two rifle magazines but besides that they didn't really have anything else they had they had just pistols all these and like a, a gas mask on yeah. a drop leg holster kind of thing a drop leg bag on their whatever side that, that was easiest for them uh but not once did i ever see any of them take out a uh, gas mask yep and uh they just all came in and helped reinforce the line of police that were already between the protesters and counter protesters it was probably did you say there was probably maybe like 20 or so of them yeah there was like 25 or 30 police there and then like 30 more riot police showed up after that to reinforce the line okay so Um, getting getting down to the point of things um when when this shit eventually kicks off and and mark my words it will um, I, I think we we all three have talked about it at one time or another that it's the the ice cream social the Patriot Party Burlington Coat Factory Christmas special that shit's inevitable in my opinion I think I, I think George uh, agreed with me I, I, Liberty I don't, I don't know if we uh, if we've discussed this but um, brass tacks down to the point. Those three percenters are not with us. Um, what What do you think about other militias like the uh, the Oath Keepers and such? Um, I've had a lot of experience in training and working with them, and I've gone to e- many events with them. And I w- would definitely say they're way more worried about natural disasters or an economic collapse, and they're way more of a prepping community. And their plan would essentially be if shit was to hit the fan, that they're going out into the woods or they're hiding in their homes, but they're not going to go out and attack anything. They support the law enforcement way too much. Um, Another thing, part of their prepping is being police, I guess, and the event that there is a collapse or something, they can still work with law enforcement. But as long as there's a Republican president, they're not worried about the government. So really, the, Which only, is sad. The, the only thing that would get them on our side is another Democrat. Yes, if the Democrats, Democrat is elected, then the Democrats, prob, maybe they would fight if the Democrats banned AR-15s or what they call assault weapons. Then you can probably see the Threepers being on our side. They'd, they'd, but, they'd fight for the right, not for not for everybody. Yeah, they... They They fight for their own agendas and and to get their right side back in power. Freedom for me versus us. But uh, yeah, all all the good militia guys have joined out ranks and they're now boot boys. And anyone else who's still a militia, most likely they're right wing authoritarians who are, you know, they probably will protect some liberties. They probably they care about some individual liberties. They only care if it affects them. But like individual liberty as a whole or in general, it's it's not their thing. They a lot of them are they. I could even say they would oppose legalizing weed. You know, something as they're like a bunch of fucking boom- boomers. Yeah, they're, they're boomers. They're bootlickers. We are the boomer doomers. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, those are an older generation of Second Amendment supporters, and we're the newer generation of Second Amendment supporters, and we're a lot more liberty-orientated, I would say. (laughs) Oriented. Oriented. Sorry, I'm a grammar... uh, I appreciate it. White supremacist fascist uh, nickname for people that... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... uh, So we won't have to worry about the Oath Keepers. We will have to worry about the Threepers. But um, any, uh, anything else yeah, you want to add before we sign off? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the fucking me having a rifle pointed at my fucking face from a distance. Yeah, if our leader was there, that I'm 90% sure that would have resulted in a gunfight because he's not down for that shit. He's not down for someone pointing guns at us. He probably would have shot that guy. Oh, 
for aiming at it. Trust me, if there was one more person aiming their gun at me, I would have definitely put mine up, and that would have probably instigated a gunfight. With the amount of guns and factions that were there in that area, that would have, I'm 100% sure that would have been a center point for a civil war. Oh, yeah. And the fighting probably would have lasted uh, like a week or two there in that spot. Well, so I, 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 I breakdown of that in the situation, but who who the fuck would have won? Uh, we probably would have been fucking <laughs> shot a lot. Slaughtered, maybe. Uh, I mean, okay, I that man. So the the only way it would have turned out for them is because they had a lot more dudes. They had two people on. They had at least two people on the roof. One of which was actually pointing their rifle at me. And just that roof. Um, the other roof had people too. Yeah, but it was they were mostly in front of us and to one side. Uh, but none of them were really touching their weapons, or if they were, they were like just ha- having them slung. Oh yeah, so, right there in the alley, we would have won for sure. So yeah, so there was three of us there, and probably about six or seven of them, two two of which were like right on the roof, and uh, we probably could have easily popped rounds off and just gotten away from the situation quick enough to meet up with our guys. Yeah, we had plenty of cover. Uh, we could have popped smoke if we had to and moved back. Uh, none of them had armor, as far as we could tell. They were mostly just wearing load-bearing equipment, forward load carriers, that kind of setup. Yeah, all um, of us were wearing I, plate carriers or plates in them. Yeah, I definitely can't see them chasing us down. <laughs> no, me neither. Maybe like the one dude that was standing by the telephone pole on the ground. Yeah. Uh, but so basic breakdown was one of our boys, X, um, that was the guy that came at like 7.30. And so just how Liberty and uh, Jay came to come get me, he parked next to my car and Liberty and I went to go get him. Uh, of course, the same thing happened. We had all those militia dudes coming around, uh, following us to where we were going to uh, get him. And uh, we were pulling security around his car so he could get his gear on. Uh, and the whole time I'm trying to help him out, but, you know, keep watching and whatnot. Uh, and then as he's like getting ready to be done putting his gear on, I look up just to scan and I see the one dude, he's got a can on his gun and I see him actually having it like set up on the roof. Like the roof wasn't flat. It had like a, uh, probably about a waist high, like, um, I don't know, not a railing, but you know what I mean? Uh, but he had it set up on that, and it looked like he was pointing it towards uh, Liberty, but he might have been having it more to, to his left or to the north. Uh, so I'm just I'm watching him for a minute, and then I do, I do another scan, look around, make sure X is all good with his gear. <laughs> scan back up to him, and I just see – I don't see any any type of, you know, like length of barrel with the suppressor on it. All I see is this circle with another tiny circle in the middle of it and sight on top and him looking right at me. And I just kind of like sit there for a second. I'm like, is this dude really trying to fuck around right now? And so me trying to make sure, because like I've actually had thoughts of joining the police just to be that good cop and actually like do a good fucking job. I'm not going to do it, but I was to try and de-escalate anything that was going to happen or could happen. So I look around, I'm like, Hey, are we all good? Uh, good. All right. So we're going to start, uh, we start moving or moving towards the alleyway. Mind you, the alleyway was right underneath that building where the guy was at. And so I'm like, my exact words were, uh, you not fucking point that at me. I'd really much appreciate that. Absolutely nothing. Doesn't move his weapon, doesn't say anything, doesn't give any hand signals, just stone cold, just looking right at me. And I was pretty much like, all right, fuck you. And so my idea was, that gun pointed right now, let's get out of his fucking line of sight. And the easiest way to do that and to fuck up anything he wants to do is get underneath him in that alleyway. So I get Liberty, an X, they're right behind me on the wall, like 
practically stacked up on the wall and we're moving along the, that building's wall through the alleyway. I get onto the sidewalk where the street was and then I pull security and I have them both go behind me and I literally am just watching the rooftop. When we were coming up to the, up to that wall to get out of there, I actually saw him like dismount and I was like, yeah, the fuck out of here. <laughs> but so practically oh, after that, dude, there was no fucking rage, like, you know? Oh, dude, I wanted to fucking point my gun up so bad, but I was like, let's think about this real quick. If I point my gun, I'm probably going to have like four more fucking dudes point their shit at me, yeah. and we're going to have a fight. I, I, let's just try and get this I situated. I think next time, because if if he's pointing a gun at us, it, you know, we, I didn't believe that any of them were going to engage us, but probably a different situation if it wasn't for sure for us to tell we probably would have instantly went to cover as soon as like maybe if all of them were pointing at us like that we're about to get gunned down if there was two pointing at us i would have immediately went to cover and started like screaming like what the fuck are you idiots doing yeah probably would have popped smoke oh yeah pop smoke uh, and then beat feet out of there. Okay. Yep. Anything else, gentlemen? Um, can we uh, say something about other other boot boys who want to go to protests and rallies and do the same thing we did? Is there anything else we should add for if they want to do this? Anything we should know? I mean, shit, say your names for cloud, man. All nine of my fucking listeners. I I obviously yeah. jokingly, but I love my uh, well, love you fucker. I, I do have to say something about the boogaloo community in general actually fucking do shit like holy fuck <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't cost all that much money to go out and train uh, me and I'm pretty sure everybody knows not your enemy actual he's the guy with the blue Hawaiian shirt with the plate carrier the contacts and the sunglasses that was at the uh, Louisville rally for Breonna Taylor and he was shaking hands with the uh, I think he was a Black Panther organizer uh, but he lives in my town right now and so like every Wednesday we go out to this one range that's just outside of town and we just hike down this road uh, we may shoot we may not and then we'll hike back it get a little bit of PT in get some networking in just you know talk become friends and head out like that's not hard it literally costs us nothing other than maybe a gallon of gas at most it's like you got we've done more just walking with gear on than most people have sitting in their fucking rooms beaten off with gear on like get off social media it's i'm telling you 90 percent of social media shit is bullshit like actually get out there and if you talk to protesters and you talk to people at these events it's a completely different story um, most of these people are fighting for the same shit that we want, and a lot of them are definitely on our side. And, you know, get your Hawaiian shirts, get your gear, get some training, get out there and mingle and meet people, add them on social media. You know, like, we're going to need more than just runners and gunners if we're actually going to fucking do Also, something. train in a niche fucking, like, like, I've got a lot of experience with explosives. Hard to do that on the civilian side. Uh, but I also love doing mountaineering, like repelling operations and stuff like that. I've got rope, I've uh, harnesses, equipment, carabiners, all that kind of shit. Like get into something that you can relate to in, in like a combat experience or a survivability experience. I can do repelling operations for combat, combat um, shit. I can do repelling operations for recreational. I can do that for surviving, like out in the woods. You can do it anywhere. Get into auto mechanics, learn about cars, get into computers, learn about computers and, and um, actual like computer networking and, and uh, hacking and shit like that. I know hacking is one of those fucking terms, but you know what I mean? Get into like some sort of niche that can help you out. Don't just be a fucking rifleman just because you have nods and a $3,000 AR. Nobody cares if you're fucking, if you got nothing other than you can shoot a gun and move, you, you're... You're a body, but you how much you can bring to the table. Right. Yep. A fucking rifleman's a dime a dozen. Find a fucking specialty. Find something you're good at. 
Shit. Yeah, you got a good camera. Get out there and take some good pictures. You got a drone. Go fly a drone. If you got fucking charisma, get out there and talk to people. Like, get there's a lot. There's shit. Anyone. There's there's stuff for everyone. All right, y'all heard it from the Motown Mafia themselves. All Missouri boys, my fucking pride and joy. The fucking gems of Missouri. Follow them at George Clooney's Erection and Gorilla Liberty on Instagram. Um, I'm Jay Flintlock. You can find me at Flintlocks for Freedom. And this is the Flintlock Faction. Hope you fuckers enjoyed. Good night. Feel alive.